0: Welcome everyone to the Food, Farms, and Chefs radio show with restaurant industry author Kevin Wilson, highly acclaimed chef Gene Blum, and food photojournalist Amaris Pollack. Join them as they interview the biggest names in the restaurant industry, tell you about the latest food trends, and give you recipes and cooking tips too. So let's get the show started.
1: Welcome to our listeners around the world via the podcast, our listeners on our FM station in New York and our two Philadelphia radio stations. It's Tuesday evening drive time for you. We have a great episode today that's going to start with Chef Ryan Jameson of Chive Cafe in Lambertville, New Jersey. We're going to have a great interview about his fantastic restaurant, and then we're going to, second half of the show, we'll have our good friend of the show, Chef Nate And Brad Leventhal of Big Al's Italiano in Northeast Philly. Chef Gene, introduce us to our fantastic guest.
2: Well, what a privilege and an honor it is to introduce somebody I've worked alongside for a number of years. And more importantly, has taken his culinary craft and put a focus on it of making outstanding artisan homemade products... Uh, in a little cafe that serves the community and does all of charity and just absolutely fantastic food. So at this point in time, I'd like to introduce Chef Ryan Davidson of Chave Cafe. And we to say, Ryan, welcome to Food Farming in
3: Hello, hello. Glad to be on here. It's Nice nice to be thought of.
2: Well, Ryan, always when I'm thinking of good artisan crafted food you know you're one of the first people to come to mind and you know we share a lot of great people in common uh with max hansen and and john spivak and some you know people that i'm sure influenced you and certainly influenced me tell us a little bit about what got you started in the world of food and and a little bit about your background so our readers can know a little bit more about you before we jump uh, into your menu yeah,
3: I guess it was just as a kid, you know, I wanted money. So there was a restaurant down the street and I went there and, and started as a dishwasher and worked my way up. And my mom ended up paying me five dollars a day to have food on the table when they came home from work. Because both of my parents worked. So I was like, oh, let's make some money. And it turned me on to food. And I ended up going to Johnson and Wales and getting a, an associate uh, in science and a bachelor's degree in food service management.
2: Wonderful. So when you came out of Johnson and Wales, you came back to Bucks County region or did you
3: venture around? Correct. Correct. I I tried to go out a little bit with their uh, their helping me get jobs, but it didn't work out too well. So I just came back to this area.
2: Right. And when you came back to this area, I know I met you through the early days with Max Hansen. You were with Max Hansen, who was recently on our show. Um, Yep. And you know, doing that. So tell us a little bit about your time with Max, how you started with him and and a little bit about, you know, those influences.
3: I mean, I think we kind of knew of each other a bit and I was working at Hamilton's grill and he always needed some, some help. He's like, well, he had a big gig coming up because Max did always did the biggest gig. He could do 10,000 people or concerts or whatever. And he needed help and he brought me on because he knew that I, uh, also knew how to do the whole roasting of pigs and uh, lamb and goat and stuff. I Actually made him. I I weld too, so I taught myself that, and I made a big smoker for him.
2: Well, I will say I have saw some of your fire pits and pieces you make. I love the one that you make that creates the kind of spiral of flame. Yeah, that goes yep. Up to the top, it's an amazing piece. Uh, was the monolith, bed, I call it. Uh, Yes, yes, and uh, yeah. Max had one on the forum and things like that. And I remember yep. a lot of the materials that we used came out of your welding shop.
3: Sure, and sure. Material. And always, uh, always was fun to be, always fun to be to self-taught. I, I was always, you know, thinking of well, how can I make this or build this or do this better? And that's what I ended up doing.
2: Well, you carried that over to a lot of your food as well. I mean, at Chive Cafe. In Lambertville. And I, you know, big fan. I don't get up to Lambertville as much, but when I'm there, you know, it it is a destination. My wife worked in Peddler's Village or works in Peddler's Village. And by the way, I would be remiss if I don't take this opportunity to wish my lovely wife a happy birthday. Um, Very good. You know, we would often come in to Chive and have your outstanding breakfasts and an occasional lunch. Uh, since Chive is pulled out and no longer there and up in Lambert Hill, I will say that you are well missed. But one of the things that I love about your product is you make a lot of your own sausages. You make your own pastrami. Uh, you, know, yep. you do things with bacon that a lot of other people that are convenience-minded are not doing. How did you really get into the sausage-making and pastrami and all that? Because it's outstanding.
3: Uh, I uh, was self-taught. I wanted to, John Spivek said, Ryan, why don't you try to make pastrami? And I'm like, okay, I don't know. I've never done that. So this was almost before the internet times, you know, so I had to go and research to try to come up with, with a recipe for pastrami. And I've had it up in, uh, Montreal, but I didn't know what the stuff was on the outside. And I, kind of practicing with that. And I, that's how I came up with the pastrami. And he's like, well, let's make a sausage. So I ended up making the lamb sausage, and we were buying chorizo. But I'm like, if I, why buy it? If I can make it, let's make it. It's better.
2: And you certainly do. I, I have had your pastrami. I have had your sausages. One of my particular favorite items that you do is well do a couple, but I you do an egg breakfast or a egg sandwich breakfast that is so Mediterranean in flavor with lamb oh, sauces yeah. and feta cheese yep. and grilled onions, tomatoes, and done on a brioche. I honestly could eat one of them every day and just be content with breakfast right there.
3: Yeah, I slow I slow roast the tomatoes. I take I'll go I go through probably four cases, four to five cases of plum tomatoes a week, and I. Splice them down, and I use an old thing that Max used to do. We call it a Trinity. It was chopped up fresh rosemary and thyme and garlic and olive oil. And that's what I put on the toss the tomatoes in. And you slow roast them 225 in a convection oven at a high speed. You're basically drying them out a little bit.
2: Yeah, they, they have a really distinctive flavor. And obviously, the rosemary toast, uh, fresh yes, herbs. I remember. I remember Max was, well, and and you took a lot of that. You know, you like to use local products. You like to use fresh, whenever possible. I see a lot of that on your menus and and a lot of your specials and things like that. Yeah, Your menu really brings in a lot of distinctive flavors. I mean, you have a great meat on your menu. You do a short rib chili that is to die
0: for.
3: Yeah, You you have
2: the lamb sauce and the Mediterranean flavors. And then we can go down to, you know, the, the Louisiana coast with your shrimp po' boy. I mean, you know, do you, you just love flavors from all over the world or, you know, your menu is really diverse.
3: And I've been I trying like different things and we, and we adapted to our customers where we have a lot of, um, vegan customers. So I used to put egg in my black bean burger to hold it together. While I dropped the egg out and gluten free people. I used to put regular flour in my falafel and I changed it and put, uh, chickpea flour in because we make our own falafel also.
2: Yes, you do. And, and that is something that caught me when I saw that, and I have not had it, so I can't testify to the quality, <laughs> but I, I'm going to make it That's pretty thing. great. It's fabulous. The fact that you make your own falafel is, is just above and beyond what so many people are doing today. Because they look at things like that and a oh, you know what, I'm just going to buy it and keep it on the menu for those people who need it. And you really right, I'll
3: buy a pre-made out. mix.
2: Right. And, and, you know, you really do take the time to focus it on your
3: customers. Correct. Right.
2: So how is everything up there in Lambertville going? I know you've been open. Uh,
3: it'll be December 10th will be our one-year anniversary.
2: Okay. So.
3: And it's been going great. We've been really uh, – welcomed in the community. And it's a really tight knit community. And one thing I wanted to bring up was that when the Hurricane Ida came through, um, we were all worried about the river rising, but it wasn't the river. It was these creeks that were so overwhelmed with so much rain that there was a river of water coming in through places in Lambertville. Some places had six feet of water uh, that they've never had ever had before. And it was just decimated. So, we, with my owner of my uh, restaurant, Michelle Scheibel, we put together a benefit concert and we gave out food. We it was free food burgers, hamburgers, mac and cheese, all that kind of stuff. We want to donate, donate. And we raised $10,000 for a food pantry and a
2: local chamber of commerce. That's absolutely fabulous. I, I know you've always been very involved in the community, and I love the, the fact that you put together, you know, a concert. And the fact that one of the things that you do really well and spend a lot of your time with was concert catering in your career. I, I, yep. I can't imagine what your collection of passes, looks of backstage passes, look like. But you know, everything that John Spivak was doing and Maximine was doing back then, you know, you were. And then we one took
3: over and did our own. I took over some of this concert, I mean, we would do, we went as far as Maine, south as D.C., west as Pittsburgh for Bon Jovi, Ozzy, uh, the Eagles, you know, you name it, we did it. Yes. Absolutely. The
2: the biggest for the best, you you were certainly supplying food for on a regular basis. And and the stories that you had, I, I remember a bathroom up there at the commissary that was lined with all the stickers from all, all the backstage shows. passes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I mean, it was every inch of space—ceiling, yep. walls, toilet tank—the entire thing was covered with. Yep, every artist
3: space. you know, Max Max Hansen cooked for, and they did it. Every, every performing artist you could think of, they did.
2: So. What do you have selling
3: items up there on the menu? Uh, well, we do a fresh turkey breast. So what I do is I get in um, turkey breasts, I act real turkey, and I debone them. I roll and tie them, and I roast them uh, in the oven. I only roast them to, like, 146. They all say, well, you got to cook them to 160. That's false because it'll be a dry, nasty piece of turkey. So I go through probably 100 pounds of turkey, and I go through over 100 pounds of bacon a week of a thick-sliced, uh, you know, farm bacon.
4: I'm very glad you mentioned the bacon because I saw that you do the smoked bacon, which, like, yep. I can't imagine how much added flavor that that brings to, like, your breakfast oh, yeah. sandwiches and whatnot. Uh, yeah. It was like, ooh, I want to try that. And, it, <laughs>
3: and it's thick-sliced. And actually, some of the stuff we've been getting in because of the— the supply chain problems we haven't been able to get in are normal pre-sliced, you know, premium bacon. So I actually have to get in the the slabs, and I, I have to pull the skin off and slice it down myself. I put it on a slicer, and I slice, you know, slabs of bacon in the morning for breakfast.
4: I also saw that you uh, started uh, making bonnies. What What inspired you to start trying that? I mean, I know... He had mentioned that I don't know you, I would love to meet you, but you know, he had mentioned that you like to play with flavors, and that's definitely something with a lot of flavor.
3: Yeah, I just tried to find something different, and I was, I don't know, I was looking on the computer and I found this recipe, and I'm like, oh, bond me with meatballs. So, I made my own meatballs, fish sauce and lime and cilantro, and I was like, oh, this is bang. And I get everyone to try some. And I, I have people out in the dining room you would never think would eat that. This older customer that's been one of our customers since Peddler's Village, I, I see them they're eating that. They're like, oh my God, this is the most amazing flavor profile.
4: <laughs> it made me feel really right. good. <laughs> Yeah, it's probably one of the first times they were introduced to that. So, I mean, you, you're you're making waves over there.
3: Yep, yep.
1: And I want to interject something real quick because I have to let our listeners know you are one of the very few places. I grew up on Leg Lamb, and okay. you cannot find it. Uh, talk about your Leg of Lamb.
3: Uh, I just simply... Uh... Season it, salt and pepper, slow roast it uh, to about 125, so medium rare. And we make an herb uh, mayo. It's, with again, with fresh rosemary and fresh thyme. And put that on a toasted roll, and I melt brie on top of the bread, and then it comes with the roasted tomatoes and caramelized onions.
1: And we had Leg of Lamb in my childhood every Easter, and it's awesome. Sure. It's awesome to see a restaurant have that on the menu because you can't find it.
3: Yeah, nobody. I mean, you'll see lamb chop something like right. that on a heavier not dinner Lego menu, lamb. but but not leg of lamb on at a sandwich place. You know, we make upscale, fresh, notable sandwiches. That's what we do.
1: That is so great.
3: And we use LaBuss Bus Bakery. A- you know, as our as our where we get our a lot of our breads from is LaBus.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that that
2: yeah, goes back a lot of years. You know. We everybody started using the bus years ago and you know, people went away to the cheaper cheaper products and oh I can get a little cheaper here, get a little cheaper there. No. But you know, you are so quality conscious at what you're doing. Yeah. And buying yeah. the bus because the bus is not the most inexpensive product out there. It's far from it's it, not. But it is such an amazing quality. So it really speaks to the quality of what you're doing.
3: I have and friends it who
2: live in the Newtown area. Oh,
3: that's nice. Very nice. Very nice. This is a Not tough here. time to have a restaurant because the prices keep on going up and you can't keep on raising your prices. You know, you can't cut corners. I do a pan fried chicken sandwich and it has aged provolone and uh, uh, spinach on it. Now, yeah, I could use frozen spinach but I don't I had a woman she was out in the parking lot eating a sandwich she's like this is my first sandwich I've ever had here I said what'd you get she's like that great she's like I can tell you don't use frozen spinach I cook down baby spinach that's what I cook down for the sandwich you can't cut corners like that people would know
2: no they really will and and you know with you being open, you're, you're not open for dinners. You do some catering work and such, but you don't open yep. for dinners. You open breakfast and lunch, and, and you really do put that focus on quality products. And you know you don't cut corners. And I know once or twice, you know in, in years past, back in Peddler's Village, I'd go in, and you know I'd go to get something, and they're like, you know, we don't have that today. And it was because the, the product was not the quality that you expected yep. getting from. The yeah, store it wasn't up stores. to
3: our standards.
2: Yeah, it wasn't up yeah. to your standard, so you took the meal you know, yep. off that day rather than say, well, I can still get by with this tomato or that tomato. You know, you want to take No. Uh, nope. that's yeah. so much about what you do and, and things like that. You do some catering out there, right?
3: Oh yeah, this is it's getting big. It's like I'm, I'm almost going to be afraid of Thanksgiving because now Thanksgiving we usually don't do turkeys. We might do them for a couple of our regular clients, our catering clients, but um, we'll do all these sides. And we do did just get an order for New Hope Academy. I think it's a private school. Oh, we're doing their Thanksgiving uh, lunch on Tuesday for 120 people.
2: Absolutely outstanding. You know, yep. it's, it's nice to have somebody out there who does those little artisan products. And, yeah. You know, yeah. There's a lot of restaurants in New Hope. There's a lot of restaurants in Lambertville. I mean, you mentioned Hamilton Grill earlier, which has always been one of my favorite places to go. Yep. when I was up that way. But, you know, not a lot of people are doing the type of artisan catering that you're doing. And, and having personally worked alongside you, I know the quality you put out. So anybody getting something from you is in for a treat.
5: A lot of
3: restaurant special... people are afraid to do catering.
2: Oh. And then there's a lot that shouldn't be doing catering and do.
3: <laughs> yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> but anything on your uh, catering menu that's really just different and special that people should be aware of?
3: Uh, we, we do like, pretty much anything somebody wants. I mean, one thing I just started doing, I have a client, they love grilling. So I just do a basic grilled thick steak and uh, usually like New York strip. And um, it, it sounds so simple, but they're so delicious. Uh, baked potato wedges that you pre-bake, toss in, again, the rosemary thyme, and throw them on the grill with, with sea salt and fresh cracked pepper because you got to grind your own pepper to make it taste good, you know. And it's just something simple like that is the best.
2: Well, people don't realize those little things, like the difference between a fresh ground pepper and a good quality sea salt. Right. Yeah. You know the quality of olive oil that you use and things like that. So many people just say, "Well, a pepper's peppered." Now it's right. Know, what you get, in, what you get, you know, in a jar is often good for marinating or something like that. But you know, on top of food that you're about to serve, it needs. To yeah, be not for that. a
3: finishing touch. Yeah.
2: Right. People don't understand it. You know, sponges nope. that are used for finishing are, are very special products
3: yeah I'll do I had a, a customer he wanted he wanted a split meal he wanted an Asian and also an Italian meal so I had to look up how to make uh, uh, scallion pancakes and some other stuff uh, sesame chicken just things I've never done before get a little nervous but it came out great he loved it loved it he's one of our best clients okay, we're
2: starting off at the time starting office up there and, you know, working with that, you're going to get by and do a great quality item, you know, as, as we said, you know, in, in the world of computers, they often say garbage in, garbage out. And in the yep. world, it's quality and quality out. You know, you start with a good That's quality right. product. That's right. Yep, so, exactly. Anything uh, special on the horizon that people should be aware of? Obviously, holiday meals coming up for Thanksgiving and,
3: Holiday exactly. meals and and one thing we're, we we at chai we're very lucky because we're open seven days. A lot of places around here they don't have the staff to be open seven days. They just can't get well, the staff.
4: Are you? We're are lucky you enough. Celebra- we have. Go ahead. I was going to say, are you going to be celebrating your one year uh, anniversary of being open?
3: I want, I, we're going to try to do something special for that. And we're trying to start doing. We have the place. We want to start doing dinner service, but we just have to try to get some more uh, people in. But I'd love to do, you know, something special for December tenth. You know, our our one year anniversary. We've been in business for five years, but our landlord didn't renew our lease in Peddler's Village, and that's why we had to move. And I give my my boss credit for not throwing in the towel and just saying she could do something else to redo the whole thing during a pandemic is pretty special.
2: Really is. When, when you did that and made that move, I was like, oh, that's going to be a really difficult one. And yep. then I started seeing, you know, everything, the success you were having. And, you know, God bless you. You know, it, it yeah. really is. You know, a testimony to the quality of the product you have and the people who recognize that quality.
3: Yep, yep. And my so, boss so, doesn't want me to, to, uh, to uh, you know, do less or use lesser ingredients. If we can't get it, we can't get it.
2: Well, that says a lot. So you're looking at seriously doing some dinner service. That'll be a wonderful addition to the area. And I cannot wait to see what that menu is going to look like, because I know it's going to be uber creative and and just very, very special in that way.
3: Yep, a nice full of flavors.
2: Looking back at, at, you know, your diverse history, and I had to ask Max the same thing. Is there any one of the events that you've been involved with, whether it's concerts or, you know, inaugurals or anything like that, that, you know, stands out and say, wow, that was like truly, truly, truly special?
3: We did just a crazy event down in DC for, it was for George Bush's inauguration through, then this was through Mac. So we would travel from Gardenville, Pennsylvania to DC, which is, you know, crazy. Wow. They don't have enough caterers down there. (laughs) And we're, we're set up on an outside stair area in between two door areas. And we had heaters, big tents, all that kind of stuff. When the secret service comes in and we see them milling around. Well, we have to just keep on going. We're we're the, the kitchen, and we see him taking everybody away. And then the door is electronically locked. And Max called. He's like, "What? Where are you guys?" We said, "Where do you think we are? We're in the tent cooking, cooking the food." Well, the Secret Service escorted them away so they could go through and check everything to make sure there wasn't any bad thing. They ended up coming out to the kitchen, and here we are with a sterno in one hand and a French knife in the other hand, and they made us put them down to walk through the metal detectors in the front and go back to our station.
2: I, I actually I was there, and I was at, the, at uh, Daughters of America Revolution. Um, yep so that like was that. it. I remember that? I remember that event quite well, yes. <laughs> it was a, a very unique night. It was kind of that hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. And then everything yep. comes to a haunt because the Secret Service is there. Yes, yep. Yes, right,
3: and then right. we did an event at the old uh, post office, and it was a concert with the Robert Randolph Band, and the promoter didn't get any trash service for 2,000 people. So we, we loaded all our vans up and took it into the post office and dumped it in their trash. We had to, we had to do something as caterers. You know, you got to do something. The buck stops with you, so.
2: I, I remember that, yes, they were <laughs> so, yep. know. But they were the good days. So people yep. interested in finding out more about your products, about what you're doing. How do they how do they find out more about your special?
3: Uh, let's see. Well, we have we're on Facebook. It's Chive Cafe and catering. And God, I, I forget what our website is. Let me see what let me see what it is. I think it's just ch- I think we were able to get Chive Cafe. So chivecafe.com. dot com. Yeah, so we were that's amazing we were able to get that one too, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah oh there that. that's up. Yep, chivecafe.com, dot com. Yes.
3: Yep. Yeah, that's us. You know, that we didn't have to get dot biz or a dash or something <laughs> like that, you know, that would make it even more difficult.
2: And how about for people who are just interested in following your wonderful career? Is there uh, anything that they can follow you on any social media itself? Or... Uh, I don't. I'm not.
3: Uh, I'm 60, so I don't. Uh, I'm almost <laughs> 60, so I haven't figured out the Instagram kind of thing too much. But but I'm on uh, Facebook as Ryan Jamison right,
6: right.
3: with with J A M E S O N.
2: So out for today, I, I really wanted to say we talked a lot about the quality of your products, but you know, people don't get scared because his prices are just right in line. His food is value based, but incredible yeah. quality. You know, yep. if you went up to New York City and had one of his sandwiches, you were going to be paying, you know, 18, 19, 20 dollars for that sure. sandwich, and you're not paying that there in Lambertville, and it's sure. just absolute fabulous quality. You know, you're in touch with the community, you support the community, you do so much, you know, and it's always a pleasure to talk to you. And I can't wait to get back up to Chives and have some great food in the near future.
3: It's always been a, a blast uh, working with you and seeing you, Gene, and uh, we always had good times.
2: Ryan, thank you so much.
3: Thank you,
1: you Chef. Blast,
2: you're
3: doing. Thank have you. you 74 North Main Street, Lambertville, New Jersey.
1: Thank you very much, Chef, and I'll be there for the leg of (laughs)
0: lamb. Right on. And let's take a break, and we'll be right back. To become a sponsor of our show and have your business or event promoted on every single podcast platform, to Philadelphia radio stations on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. evening drive time, an FM station in New York, and to the millions of Facebook users worldwide with access to the Facebook mobile app. Send us an email to either food, farms, and chefs at yahoo.com or dining on a dime at yahoo.com.
1: And we're back! Chef Gene, introduce us to your fabulous guest. Well,
2: this week in Northeast Philadelphia, we had an absolutely outstanding grand reopening of a simply wonderful Italian pizza sandwich entree location called Big Big Al's Italiano. So, with great pleasure, I get to introduce a wonderful friend, uh, Chef Gene. As well uh, as the owner and founder of Visionless Italiano. Gentlemen, welcome to Food Farms and Chase. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Thank you for
5: having us.
2: Uh, our pleasure. So, congratulations on your grand reopening. Um, I'm going to start off with Nate. Nate, you've been uh, on the show a couple times. Uh, You know, we've known each other for a number of years. We've done some great things together. The Papal Visit, Super Bowls, you know, just great stuff. You just came back from Field of Dreams doing all that. And, you know, you kind of switched gears and you you went into the restaurant industry after the catering industry. And, you know, I personally can't understand that because I like the catering world. But, you know, tell us a little bit about you. We've never really talked about your background, what your inspiration was. How you got into cooking.
6: All right. So let's start off. And uh, my inspiration literally comes from my grandmother and my father and my mother. Uh, my grandmother being my father's mother, um, right from Italy, came over to the U.S. when she was about 19 years old and was very poor. Um, she had seven girls and one boy. My father obviously being the only boy, thank God. And uh, he, uh, they grew up, they poor. My grandmother worked in a sewing factory and she would fight for you know, scraps in the ends meet of, 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 of shopping centers or the Italian market, and she'd walk home and she'd grab that, and she'd come home and make a phenomenal dinner for her children. And me growing up you know, in the household hearing the stories and sitting at her table and watching her hand-rolled meatballs or stuffed brujol uh, or make gnocchi and see these things that she would do at the table, I wanted to do what she did. I wanted to follow her in her footsteps. Not that she was a chef or she was just a wonderful home cook. And then watch my father's passion for food and my mother's passion for food. I grew up and just wanted to do something with that. I had a passion through speaking through food. And um, I found at a very young age, at 12 years old, that I could, I had I had something that I could call as a, I don't want to say a cook then, but I had a passion. And uh, I cultivated that and worked with that and uh, got into the food business at an early age. I never went to culinary school. Um, it was something I just got under a chef at a young age that he said, don't go, I'll teach you everything I know. And I was able to do that. And bam, you know, got into the food industry with my brother and I, we started a food truck and from the food truck, we went to a little brick and mortar from brick and mortar. I went to uh, a few different places in my career. And then I landed with Rocco Galilei at innovative catering. That's where I got the opportunity for super bowls and the Pope, the popple visit and, uh, the MLB and the NBA things that we did there. And, uh, just going through those those years, you know, being able to cook for dignitaries and sports teams and owners of the sports teams and families and private catering sector. I just really was able to find my niche and, you know, showing my passion through my food and speaking my love to people's summits and uh, just be able to be able to build a career on that. And when it's done with passion, it's done right, but it's done with uh, love. It tastes great. And so that's what I was able to find in the culinary world. And then, you know, coming from all of that, you know, like Gene, like Chef Gene just said, you know, working catering in transitioning to the restaurant world, what was, what was I thinking? Um I had a major back issue back in March and had a major surgery and uh just couldn't do the long hours of standing and lifting and doing all the crazy stuff as a chef does. And the chef life is hard. A lot of people don't understand how hard it is, Uh how rough it is on your body, how rough it is on your family. And so, you know, doing that, these, this, you know, all those years, it just took its toll on my body and, uh, so I transitioned to – had this great opportunity with Brad Leventhal over at Big Al's Italiano and our other pizzeria called Dolce's and uh, was able to come here. He gave me the opportunity to come here and help him raise his baby to say his baby because this is his baby. And the, the menu that we have is insane. Uh, it's a lot, of, a lot of Italian home things that I, I love, and that's what made me fall, fall in love with this place after visiting it, it was not just that it was, you know, Brad, he's a great guy, but it's also looking at the menu and tasting the food, and you know diving in. And just, I'm not kidding you guys when I tell you it's one of the better pieces that I've had in a very long time. It's one of the better pieces I've had in a very long time. Um, the soups are phenomenal. Our desserts are phenomenal. Our, you know, the, the pastas are phenomenal. It's got to be one of the best vodka blush sauces that I've had in a very long time. Other than mine, I have to say that. I Take that, that you know, disclaimer. Um, but the vodka blush sauce here is phenomenal. And I just, you know, again, I fell in love with this place and the food and the people that are here. And I thought this would be a good opportunity for me to transition into the uh, the helping side of my chefing career.
2: Well, so let's talk a little bit about the menu. I a little bit of what I know about Big Al's. It's it's a menu for any taste of Italian you want. I mean, you have both hot and cold wraps. You have hot and cold sandwiches. You have a great selection of mac and cheeses. Obviously, pizza with, you know, your own homemade, wonderful sauce. And you have regular and Sicilian especially pies. When you have, you know, you have salads and wings and appetizers. And then you have your entrees and pastas. So many wonderful things. But a couple of things on the menu that stood out to me. You know, we need pizzas. You have a pizza on your menu that has pepperoni and sausage and capicola and roasted peppers and mushrooms and onions and olives and tomato sauce. It has a little bit of, you know, it is just the kitchen sink of Italian pizzas. I saw that and I'm like, oh, I don't have time to want to get one right now, but I need <laughs> to get over there and have one of them right away. It's really such a, you know, another, an amazing product. And you got chicken cacciatore pizza. Who does that other than Big Al's Italiano? Tell us a little bit about the inspiration behind some of these menu items. And and also, you know, I'm not asking for the secret of your sauce, but what makes your sauce stand out?
6: Well, the inspiration behind that pizza is just, it's our owner's love and passion for pizza. It's it's love and passion for a good Italian rustic pizza that stands above and beyond all other pizzas. Um, that pizza, when I tell you, like you said, it's like the the Italian kitchen sink. It's like a mashup between the Greek and Italian pizza. And it is just phenomenal. The flavor that it gives. And then there is, there is, I mean, there are special recipes that I can't disclose, obviously on air because everybody will do them. But the, the recipes that they do for their dough and their cheese alone, just, just having a plain cheese pizza is phenomenal. Let alone having all the other flavors added into the pizza. And um, that's what makes this place unique. This place is unique because of that. It's unique because of the creativity of the owner. And the owner is not just an owner who sits at home and and works from an office at home. He's in the business every day. He's shopping for the business every day. He uh, is deeply involved and has his hands deeply rooted into the menus where we're creating menus or creating recipes that the menus has. And uh, we don't just put a menu item on the menu and we're like, Oh, here's a new item. It's, it's tested. It's tried. We write recipes. We go back and we redesign the recipes. Um, our sauce is by far one of the best better pizza sauces I've had. Um, again, that's a wonderful secret that I can't give very simple secret, but a very great secret. And it is phenomenal. I mean, literally you can sit in the back and take the cross off pizza and dip the pizza in the sauce and just eat it all day long. Um, but, you know, like you said, it's where do these, these, these things come from? It's from our owner, Brad. Brad is, he's a nut. That's, I mean, that's, that's what I can say. You know, he, there's a hard shell on the outside, and there's that crazy nut on the inside. And when Brad reaches into the inside and gets that crazy nut going, we get these different d- designs of a menu. And then as chefs, we start to- toying with them and playing with them and, define, and defining them and redefining them and making them what they are on our menu today.
2: I mean, we get into things like mac and cheese, the fact that you do a pescatory mac and cheese with various different seafoods. You know, a lot of people will do a shrimp mac and cheese, or some people will do, you know, if they're a seafood house, do a lobster mac and cheese. You do a pescatory mac and cheese that has several different types of seafood in it. You know, that's something that people aren't doing today, especially your type of operation then people aren't going at because that's a costly item. You know, in these days and times with supply shortages and all, but you guys are still out there putting out this climate product and and something for everybody out there. You know, so, you know what 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 are you you know suffering with right now? Is how's the labor industry and the product industry impacting you guys?
6: That is a phenomenal question. Um, anybody that works in the food industry manages the food industry or owns a business in the food industry is suffering. Um, again, with labor is just, I mean, finding labor is like finding a needle in a haystack and good labor. And um it's just hard. It's, you know, we are uh, just product is through the roof on pricing. I mean, it's, inflation is insane. And then with inflation of product, we have major issues again with bringing people in because they want to get out. Uh, and, I'll, and I'll listen, any chef that wants to get hired and work at a pizza restaurant is, you know, worth, is they're worth good. They're requesting. They're requesting, you know, coming in as they want, you know, $25 an hour. And they're like, I'm an executive chef. And then you, you start working with them and you figure out that they're really not. They're a line cook. And then you've got to do your due diligence in this industry. Now, everybody's a chef in this in this day and age. You know, they can put on the resume. They can say, I'm a chef. But you get hired people and you literally have to let them go because they're not qualified. Or then you invest in those people and make them better candidates for the job. And that's what we that's what we found ourselves doing. It's taking people that aren't really qualified and teaching them. And what we do, what we're finding out to be such a, uh, a step up for us is that we're te- teaching people how we want things. And it's making our lives a little bit easier. Um, but overall, yes, it's the industry is suffering. Um, I know businesses offhand. I have personal friends that have businesses that are just struggling for labor. Not just chefs, but servers, counter people, uh, utility people. We are hurting
2: as a whole. We are at that. It's, It's a very tough time to be a restaurateur. I saw some numbers come out the other day where people were talking about, you know, with inflation and cost of goods, that, you know, we may lose up to 50% of the existing restaurants come the winter this year when when things slow down in January, February. And, th- and that number is staggering, being that, you know, how many never reopened after COVID and, you know, the situation. So, you know, everybody, I'm sure, is tired of me preaching, go out, you know, spend money at the local restaurants, you know, tip your servers, do what's necessary, buy gift certificates. You know, this year for people you don't know, instead of giving them, you know, uh, something that they'll never use again, buy them a gift card to Big Al's or, you know, gift card to a, a local restaurant. Do the things that are going to keep our industry alive because the restaurants that are out there, they were the first ones that donated to your children's baseball team or, you know, donated to the local charity or helped the community when the community's hurt. So, you know, we have to get out there and support them now. And I, I just encourage everybody to do the same. So at Big Al's, you know you have a couple specials. Uh, I know on Tuesday nights. You do a, a pizza of 2 twofer, Um And then on Wednesday nights, you do dollar wings. Uh, any secrets going on with your wings? And should we should, I have not had them. I can't testify to them. But, you know, what's, uh, what's the lore if I'm coming in and having your wings? I'm going to hand this off to our
6: owner, Brad Leventhal. And uh, he's going to answer some of those questions for you. Uh, the questions are our specials, our season specials, our wings. What are they like? What are we
5: doing that's
6: different than everybody else?
5: With the wings, we have a number of varieties of, on those. But um, so it's just how we do them. We bake them, we make sure they're jumbos, we don't put out a small wing. Um, you know, I, I love to eat. That's my basis to be in this business. And, you know, we try to improve it all the time. We never accept the way it is, we always try to make it better. And um, we just take pride in what we put out there. And, you know, the hardest thing with our employees is we just don't want to work or we want someone to take pride in what they put out. You know, is that what they're going to serve their mom, their dad, their, you know, their family? And you can't teach pride. So, I mean, if someone comes in and takes pride in their work, we'll bend over backwards to help them and develop them. Uh, but, you know, it's, you just can't teach pride and it's hard to find anymore.
2: Yeah, it, it, it certainly is. It's a sad thing in that aspect because our industry was one that was always, you know, so filled with people who took the time and effort to do all the little things. And today everybody wants to take so So certainly feel you on that one, Brad, you've got a, an excessively large menu. It's fabulous. And the fact that you can go there and get, you can take 10 family members there and everybody can get something that they like, you know, I mean, what, what's the inspiration like in these day and times when everybody's cutting corners and trimming venues and cutting back, you went the opposite. And, you know, you have, you know, soup the nuts, and it's all homemade, good quality product. I mean, you know, that was a risky move. So you want to talk to a little bit about, you know, what's the inspiration for having a venue that's that big?
5: Um, I've never been a follower. I always like to be a leader um and you know i have people over to my house and i try to please them like if i know you know sue and bill are coming over i know what they like you know and i try to make the meal and make it special for them uh they're our guests you know it's our guests coming in and we want them to be happy and you know be feel warm and get what they want um, and you know just that's what i loved about nate i mean that's why we clicked we met seven years ago and seen each other off and on But, I mean, he gets so excited about putting a dish out and seeing someone enjoy it. And that's where we come from, you know. I mean, I love eating. And, you know, I think everybody should. So that's why we put so much love into it.
2: Well, Nate does certainly do that. I I always loved watching him in the kitchen and the pride, you know, that he took when he put out a dish or when he created a new menu item. And, you know, what a wonderful um, acquisition you have there with him and and what his skill set and obviously, you know, matches up to what you're doing. You know, little things that I noticed on the menu. Yeah. Everybody has cannoli. You have a regatta cannoli. You know, everybody does a pastry cream cannoli. It's easy. You know, even if they make their own shells, they're still piping it full of, you know, pastry cream. No, no. You had to go the extra step and and do a a regatta, you know, um, is that a recipe that you, you know, Side tunes through the time, or something that you know you just always preferred, or you know why why you went with the more costly of the two? You know, where did where did that come from? I mean, you obviously spend I'm money up, that way.
5: It's a family recipe, and I don't know how to eat a cannoli without something made that way. I mean, you know, it's the way I like it, and you know, we try to please. And and I'm
2: I have not had your Tierra it is my favorite dessert in the entire world, uh, you know, tiramisu, so I'm, I'm looking forward to coming in and trying some of the dessert in the future and having that. Um, one of the other things I noticed that a lot of people do on menus, yeah, everybody does wraps. Wraps, you know, let's all be real. Wraps are the easier sandwich. Unless you take it to the next degree, which you did, and do hot wraps as well. I mean, so you, you know, nothing on your menu you shied away from you do things that a lot of people won't touch. And I love a hot wrap, but nobody does them. You know, everybody, uh, you know, cold wraps are easy. And, and you know, they they became, the, they became the do-easy sandwich to do. But, you know, you took that much step and went out there
5: and did that.
2: Um, anything else on your menu that, you know, really stands out? Like, what are your favorites?
5: Uh, the penne and vodka sauce with shrimp is my favorite. Uh, the pizza, I, I can eat that all day. Uh, you know, uh, the, the crust and the sauce with that. Uh, it, it's probably tough to be here every day because I eat so much. Uh, uh, I'm probably the, the main sampler. Now I have Nate competing with me on sampling. Uh, but we just love food. I mean, it's, uh, and on the touching back on the wraps, uh, the big healthy wrap serves warm as a huge hit. Yeah, you know, with the grilled chicken, the sauteed broccoli and the roasted peppers. Um, that's our probably number one wrap going out. And that's a, a two-hand uh project, that wrap.
2: And that's okay because I have two free hands when I'm eating,
5: you know. And and
2: you know what? I have a shirt. It always gets dirty anyway, so it's all good. Uh, okay, I'm I'm with you there. I just love my food, and you know it's probably why I look the way I do. And and uh, I just love to eat, and you know food is such an important thing in in my life. And quality food more so. Um, in addition to Big Al's Italiano, you have Dolce. Can you tell us a little bit of where Dolce is listed and, and located, and you know how that differs how that differs from Big Al's.
5: Um. Just to touch on a couple more things with Big Owls, I mean, we're big on community events. Uh, we are now uh, going to start sponsoring on Tuesday night, benefit night, or organizations. May it be a booster club or somebody doing fundraiser for someone that is ill. Um, you know, soccer teams. I mean, we're just – we want to be a part of the community. You know, it's all part of our family. It's not just inside the doors here. So, I mean, we just and, – and that's something Nate and I are developing at this point right now is – getting that. And we've decided to commit every Tuesday, anybody that wants to do a benefit for, you know, a, a viable or, you know, cause we're there with them, um, completely with it. I mean, yeah, they're, I, we, everybody walks in the door, we consider them part of the family with it. And well, uh, even expanding on that, we're also now working on developing a, a separate gluten-free menu and vegetarian men- menu menu, uh, because there's people that are doing it and going through a menu and looking for a little GF on there for gluten-free or V for vegan. I mean, they shouldn't have to go through that. You know, they're special, you know, and, and that's why we're developing a dedicated menu for both of those.
2: That's something that nobody's doing out there. So I will give you the, you know, certainly the, the leader, not the follower there. That's, you know, kudos to you for that because everybody else is still, you know, while we have a couple items, they're always an afterthought or I have to include, Whereas, you know, you're saying, no, I'm waiting that menu. So, you know, kudos to you on that.
5: Yeah, we try to, like you said, our menu, we're trying to please everybody. And we just felt, you know, we don't want to do it harshly or adapt it, you know, for those two groups.
2: Well, you know, it's funny because, you know, I always had this theory on diners or many diners. I won't say all diners, but many diners, you know, are you know, we have this seven-page venue. It's because we have a walk-in freezer and everything's being pulled out of the freezer. So you can get cow's liver and you can get fish and chips and you can get a salad and a club soda and everything. But you've taken that concept and you brought it in and doing all fresh prepared, great quality, homemade items, not out of the walk-in freezer. So, you know, you really stand apart in doing that and, you know, that's something that's really hard to find today And as i said earlier in a day and age where everybody else is trimming menus my favorite restaurants that i go to i look at their menus and they're trimming them down trimming them down trimming them down and you know you're out there and you have this incredible menu with everything under the sun for every person to you know member of your family to have and it's all made you know homemade it's you know good quality products and pride and love put into it, so congratulations on that. But back to that, can you tell us a little bit about Dolce, your other facilities?
5: Uh, Dolce, uh, we have it's different recipes. It's a sweeter sauce over there. Our margarita pizza. Um, I mean, we have people just come in for the margarita pizza with it. Um, a little bit more, believe it or not, in the pasta dishes um, over there. Uh, we've expanded the pasta side and, and more for full meals. Uh, it's right across from the, the movie theater there at Grand Plaza. So, you know, it's easy to grab a slice and go to the movies. Uh, so,
2: what are your plans, obviously, you know, going forward, now you, you celebrate a big house. How was your earned opening? Well received, I'm sure. Um, but, you know, you get how big is your dining
5: room there? Uh, we see 50 in our dining room
2: right and you're and you're available for takeout and delivery you do your own delivery as well as i'm sure grab hub and things like that
5: um, we do them all we delivery. even do curbside
2: and so your delivery till nine thirty at night and the restaurants for pickup is open till 10 and everything is available for pickup or eat in at the same time um going in and we talked about that what are there any changes in the future that you're looking at making or, you know, with Nate coming in, are you looking at adding some new products or, you know, anything that the general public should be aware of that's going to be happening at Big Al's big or Dolce? Uh,
5: we've already given Nate a two-page list. Uh, you know, besides the vegetarian and gluten-free menus we're doing, uh, we've had a lot of requests for uh, prepared meals where they can take it home and, and have it for tomorrow. Um, so you know we're working on a whole line with that. So you know we'll be prepared. They can order, you know, dinner if they know tomorrow, or take it to work or lunch. Um, so we're doing that also. Also this year we're doing um, I think giving package with turkey and stuffing and gravy, where you know they can just take it home and heat it. Um, so you know because everybody's not cooks anymore. I mean you know so they want that home cooking feeling that. We got from mom and grandma, and uh, that's where we're basing it on. So we're actually putting together a package for Thanksgiving where they can pre-order get the day before, and it's heated, ready to go.
2: Well, if I could make a little bit of uh, you know suggestion here, that would be a little you know selfish on my part, <laughs> but Nate does really good seven fish dinner foods too. He can really do that. It's a great you know takeout opportunity for. You to do because nobody does the seven fishes. There's you know what, two or three restaurants in the whole city who does it, but Nate makes really good seven fish takeout dinners. But you didn't hear that from me because he'll <laughs> never talk to me again.
5: He's he's already offered it up. He saw that we attempted it, as he puts it, last year doing a seven fish dinner. He goes, "No, we're doing it the right way this year." And you know he's already taking that. So I, I, he's not even discussing it with me. He's already on point with that one.
2: Well, if you're doing a seven fish, please let us know. We'd love to get that out to our listeners. Yes. Because that really is, you know, one of three or four places in the whole city of Philadelphia that does a seven fish. And, you know, what a wonderful, and I I recommend this to readers of every culture, listeners of every culture. If you are not Italian, don't worry about it. Try a seven fish dinner. It is to die for. I do one for my family, though so this year I may go to Big Al's Italiano and get mine, but I do a seven-fish <laughs> dinner around the holidays, and, you know, it's a wonderful, wonderful experience. That
1: sounds great.
2: So, that being said, where can we find Big Al's on social media, on the Internet? How do we go about ordering wonderful food or Thanksgiving packages? How do we track the two of you guys and, and learn more about everything you guys are doing at both establishments?
5: Uh, you can call the store. I mean, you can talk to Nate or I. Usually one of us are here all the time. Uh, I mean, we're already getting catering order for the holidays from different companies with that. Uh, we have a, set, uh, a website, uh, Big Al's Italiano Pizza. Rich Pizza. Uh, you can go on there. But we'd like the personal touch. Call and talk to us. That's great. Well, that's a wonderful thing. And what number would we call to reach you? You're
6: going to call 215-338-2020.
2: Okay. That's a good thing. That's like the bat line now. You know, (laughs) I can call that for my seven fish. I can call (laughs) that for my Thanksgiving. I can call that for great pizza. So I, I had that bat line going on all that.
5: You That's know. great because they and, just put you in the register log for each of those already. <laughs>
4: <laughs> can I can I sign up th- for that uh for for mac and cheese? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely, polish your in.
6: <laughs> <laughs> we would love for you guys to come out to the restaurant one day, you know, make it make it out here, maybe even do a live show from the restaurant. Oh, that'd be great. And and, fun, uh, and we'll so do a sampling fun. for you guys.
1: Yeah, we have the equipment to do live shows. We've done several. We did it at McGillan's and other places.
2: Absolutely. We would love to have you as our guest.
1: That sounds fantastic. I,
2: I, couldn't, I couldn't impose what day you have open. Um, no, any no, day no. you guys, <laughs> any, any suggestions. <laughs> well,
1: what about you, That's Chef great. Nate? Chef Nate, where can we find you?
6: So you can find me on my uh, my Instagram, at Chef Nate um, on Facebook as well, as Nathaniel Penichetti. But uh, come big outs. Come check me out here. I'm, I'm pretty, basically living here as of right now. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll only go home for uh, showers and sleep and come back the next day. But um, seriously, this is a place that my family uh, – we were even open for just a couple of days. And I have my family in here and uh, already just – it's a phenomenal place. Um, we're, we're on the sports bar side of it to where we have TVs hanging in the dining room. You can come in and watch the, the games. You can watch three or four different games at a time. You can watch a movie. Um, we had a family meeting the other night who wanted to have uh, Shrek on.
1: That's so great. Shrek
6: on for them. They were sitting at the table eating. So you're more than, I mean, listen, bring the family out. bring your friends out, come watch the game with us, and uh, come taste our wonderful food.
1: That's awesome. And Big Al's Italiano, I'm going to be there for the meatballs. I love a good homemade meatball.
6: you got to come get them. They are hand-rolled every day.
1: I have to have one. Thank you guys for joining us.
2: Absolutely. Yes, thank, thank you for having
1: us. It was a pleasure. Philly was a pleasure. Was pleasure. for all information about the show. Amorous
4: Pollock. You can find me on Amorous Pollock or AR Pollockus. And if you would like to be on our show or of our show, you can email me directly at AR at gmail.com. Chef Gene.
2: Find me across social media at Glum or ibfoodie2, or you can email me directly at ibfloodied the number two at yahoo.com. That's ibfoodie2. Have a great Tuesday, everyone.
1: Have a great week. We'll see you next week.